stage. Yeah, I'm on one, no second tries. Level up, incentivized with stiff ties to the better side. So, earn your spot and ride above the bevel. My life is satellite, high, I'm on another level. You better go and get it if you really want it. Another level. If you really want it, better go and get it. Another level. You better go and get it if you really want it. Another level. If you really want it, better go and get it. Another level. Better go and get it if you really want it. Another level. If you really want it, better go and get it. Another level. You better go and get it if you really want it. Another level. If you really want it, better go and get it. Welcome to the Vision Quest for Success Mindset Plus Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Hyde. I'll be bringing you guests from all over the world, and together we're going to help you get to a whole nother level. Welcome back to another episode of the Vision Quest for Success Mindset Plus Marketing Podcast, where we always like to say, if you don't get your mindset right, you will never do the marketing. Today I have with me my very special guest and my very good friend, Pedro Manassas, hailing all the way from Guatemala, who's actually in Texas now. Thanks for joining me, brother. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. You know, it's excited that we have a good network like ours, you know, because we can always exchange podcasts and be different in our, you, you were my guest in your in my podcast, now I'm your guest in your podcast, which is exciting, you know, because uh, I know this way we can always reach out more people, but thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate being here. Yeah, brother. You know, when we decided to start this, um, as you know, a lot of people in our group are launching their own podcast. And and look, we're not pulling no punches. It's simply to get more known, more liked, more trusted, so you can create more business. But ultimately, uh, even though we're completely different businesses, you and I and your beautiful wife, Kayla, we're on the same uh, wavelength, which is just to change more lives and help more people, right? Absolutely, man. And you know what you just say is very important because uh, it, it is exciting to see the people starting their podcast and, and people like you, like people like me, inspiring other people in our network to start doing the same because uh, they have a completely different audience that we were never going to be able to reach out to, you know, like we have different, I believe that we have, we, we've been assigned a different amount of people that we have to impact in our lives. So when you inspire more people, then start that ripple effect that they start doing the same, they start taking your message, they take that message and, and put it into their own words so they can start inspiring the circle, you know, so it's exciting to see all that stuff, man. Absolutely. And, and I wanted to have you on here. You were one of the first names that popped up, but I had uh, some other folks that there were, you know, equally as great guests to have on. And I appreciate them being on my podcast. Um, but you were one of the first names that I thought of when I decided to do this, because you have such an amazing, inspiring story, brother. And, and I know a lot of it, and I'm sure you haven't even shared all of it yet, because we, we share things as we become more, more and more comfortable. But just, yeah. just to um, have met you and Kayla a couple of years ago through through Apex and through online and getting to know each other. I remember when you were scared to get on camera. And, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> you, guys, uh, you guys lived um, in, in Reno then, right? Yeah. And then you uh, you moved to Texas. And uh, let's just um, let's start with where you're at today and some of your projects. And then I like, I like to start with where you're at today. And then let's go back into the timeline a little bit about how you got there. And how you've overcome some of that adversity in your life because man i've watched you hustle i have watched you uh deliver groceries to pay your bills i have watched you do just about everything under the sun while you kept moving and and so many people are just like what's next and then they they feel that financial pressure and then they quit and then they run back and then they're tired from working their 40 or their 50 hour week or whatever their job is and then ultimately their dreams go away because really it just comes down to is they just didn't want it bad enough and they want to tell guys like you and I, you just don't understand my life. And I'm like, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we get it. But um, 
but you've always been the ultimate hustler and just not forget being friends. You've earned my respect from that. So let's let everybody know where you're at now and what are you working on? Oh man. I mean, I'm an excited, I'm in a very excited moment in my life right now because besides building the real estate business with Kayla, uh, which is going pretty well, you know, we have established a very strong um, authority among our network and in our communities and in the areas that we work but man, besides the real estate, I mean, uh, all the way of the modern beast movement, man, it's just, it's crazy how one idea that started like, oh yeah, you know, let's own my own beer product line and put my face on it started becoming into like, holy shit, this is actually a movement where we're going to actually inspire men, you know, like the whole idea of this is not only have like a beer curb line or a shaving line and a skincare line, which the reason why I'm doing that is because I think as modern men, you know, we need to take care of ourselves, you know? That we need to groom ourselves, look clean, and whatever it is, 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 there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself and using a moisturizer on your skin, right? It's actually a good thing that you do that. But the whole idea, man, is to actually help build men again because we live in a time where masculinity is 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 been all this toxic masculinity thing going on, right? Like trying to suppress men, trying to tell them that you cannot be a man, that you cannot be strong, that you cannot display your strength and all that kind of stuff, which is essential not only for us as men, but also for society, you know? So uh, it is exciting to see how this is developing, man, because uh, like you said before, like starting from nothing from scratch and doing a bunch of stuff, trying to get where I am today, which I'm not even close to where I really want to be, but uh just seeing how everything started to unfold for the past couple of months, man, when I started like posting on social media and creating my own content and doing this and that to now see people actually reaching out like, dude, how are you doing this? Like, how do you get to, 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 to this point in your life? Like, Hey man, can you come and talk to us? We have a group of people who is afraid to implement or do or build them, their machine because they're afraid of taking action. But you look like someone who has taken action for the past couple of years, how you can help us. Like going from being nobody to even have five people in front of you that you can inspire is something that really, it, it, I'm grateful for it. You know, it, it, it gives me goosebumps because you never, you never understand. When, when you're in that point in your life where you're trying to figure out what you want and you're afraid of taking action, you never understand how that little step that you can take every single day, how far it's going to take you and how many lives you can change, man. Like it doesn't matter if it's one life, but that one life is going to matter. You know what I mean? So it's exciting to see how everything is start growing, how more people is reaching out, how my presence is, is growing on social media, but you know, it, it, it didn't start it that way, you know? So it is exciting to see, man, because like you said, the hard work really pays off, you know, and that's, that's pretty much the answer to everything. Like you want to be successful. You want to have something in life, just work your ass off, you know, like put in the work, put in the time and the sacrifice. If you really want to get somewhere in life, we want to get the ball rolling because it's not going to start rolling in, in the next, in the first few days, few weeks, it's going to take time to make that shit roll. You know what I mean? And, uh, but I think the beauty of it is like when you start getting into the work and to, to the grind and putting your focus in, in the things that you want to accomplish. Yeah, at the beginning is painful, it's hard, but eventually you start falling in love with the process, you know, and then you start appreciating that you actually feel bad, but not feeling yourself under pressure. You know, it's like, fuck, I'm, I must doing something wrong because I don't, I, I don't have any adversity, you know, and that's when you start getting, you, just, you get to work harder because you know that when you're facing adversities, is when you know that you're moving forward. When you're not, you're, you, you're stagnant. You're not doing anything for yourself or for your life, you know? So it is exciting to see, man, how, how the way of the modern beast is unfolding and how the group, the community for men is growing and how the real estate also, man, is just, I'm just happy for it. Wow, we could just wrap it right there. We're done. <laughs> That's awesome, brother. Now let's talk about a little bit about how this whole, whole modern way of modern beast thing came out, but 
let's get back to you and Caleb moved from, from Reno to, to Dallas, yeah. Addison, Texas, to be more specific. Right. And you moved there for a job and, and it didn't work out for you like you thought, but we always say that your life happens for you and not to you. Yep. There was a reason behind it. Right. And Kayla was doing real estate in Reno and she was starting to be successful. She was starting to get known and y'all up make this move. It took y'all some time to get your licenses. And was the plan always for you to join her at EXP or was she just going to do it and you were doing your thing? It was the plan, you know, uh, from the very beginning, uh, we always plan for me joining uh, her in the real estate part, but I wanted to like build all the marketing stuff and learn all the social media stuff. That's what I want to do at the beginning. And actually in 2020, uh, 2021 actually was the year where I was like, okay, in 2021 is I'm going to get my license. Right. But 2020 happened, right. The COVID bullshit happened. So, uh, you know, I mean, I had so much time in my hands because I was working with, you know, I was working with uh, craft breweries and, that industry almost got wiped out of from the face of the earth, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm there in 2020 with all this time, you know, trying to make money on the side, trying to do different stuff to make sure that we're paying bills while we building again, all the real estate stuff with her, because it takes time, whether it doesn't matter where, how, how good you are, it takes time. And real estate is some, is an industry that really takes time to build shit. Right. So then I found myself one day, like, Hey, I have all this time in my hands, you know, and that's pretty much, my, that was my pivot in 2020. Like, like, I can use this time to actually get this license because here in Texas, it's 180 hours, you know, like everybody else gets there 60, 80 hours to get a license here in Texas. You have to study for 180 hours and it's a pain in the ass, you know, and it took me two months to get through all that stuff. So it just, you know, taking advantage of that opportunity in that moment and say, you know what, this is the opportunity. We have the time. Let's get this shit done. And that's how I got my license, man. Eventually, two months later, I started working with, with, with Kayla. And from the get-go, we started getting leads and start building our presence. And in less than six months, man, like you see that, we were in, in a group. Someone asked, uh, who's the realtors in Dallas, the, the go-to realtors in Dallas? And there's 50 people tagging me and my wife. And, and that shit took us less than six months to build, you know, just by being consistent and doing the work and putting ourselves out there on social media. Yeah, and the interesting part of that to me is let's talk about the no like and trust. I know that's a, a cliche that gets thrown around a lot, right? And the interesting yeah. <laughs> part is is you're not the only realtors in the Dallas area. Um, there's there's people in our group and in our circle um, who have been not only in real estate longer and are more experienced, and even with EXP, which you guys are with. So we we have folks that are more experienced, been in the business longer been in the Dallas market area and have even been with EXP longer and they don't get tagged because they're not as well known as not take the like and trust factor out. They're nice people. They're trustworthy people. Let's just take that. Out. They are simply just not as well known as you and Kayla. And that's really what it comes down to. Absolutely. And that's why your marketing is important, you know, and I think in 2020, man, one of the biggest lessons, if like any business owner or entrepreneur, listen to this, man, if you didn't learn how to do your marketing in 2020, you're fucked. What in the hell are you doing? Because the reality is that in 2020, man, everything, it was, we were already into, into this phase of pushing everything, single industry into the online space, right? But 2020 was like a hard push to like make everything move into the online world. So even, I mean, we, we spent an entire year on social media, right? Scrolling through our phones, stick to our screens, right? We create a new habits. And, and if you see now, man, like even I create a new habits, I'm the kind of person that I love to go to the, to the store and shop my stuff. You know, now I'm addicted by shopping online, man, like getting my, my stuff shipped into 
my house and all that stuff. So um, the thing is, that's that's something that you didn't learn in 2020. You have to get your shit together and start learning, man, because that's how we build our presence. You know, that's how we have uh, created a, a, a bigger authority than people, like you said, that they've been in the market and especially here in the Dallas area, you know, longer than us. But what happened is that we put ourselves out there. And yeah, the, the, the like and no, and the, the no lack and trust factor, that's true. But also, man, just staying on top of mind by just putting ourselves out there, like reminding people. And you know what's the funniest part, man? That all I have done is memes. <laughs> you talk to people and help people, though. You've been there. Yeah. People have reached out. You and I have talked back and forth. I've helped you. You've helped me. Um, you know, I got on this kick a couple of years ago, just being me, just trying to help. I had no idea I was going to pivot yeah. the consulting business, but it was got to the point where I was taking so many calls. I'm like, well, I might as well put a consulting package together. Yeah. And the Facebook algorithm is really rewarding me for that to the point. I did a little test Saturday morning. I don't know if you caught it or not. It's in my group. Um, but I took one post, same post, did a copy paste. I did it in four groups on my personal page. And this is, this is, it was, it was totally, um, I don't like using the word stupid, but it, it was totally a moronic post to make. And I did it on purpose to test the Facebook algorithm. This is essentially what that post said Saturday morning. It said, I just came on social media to tell you, I don't want to be on social media. And I wanted to wish you a happy, stupendous, exciting day while I am not on social media. That's what I posted. I put that in four groups and my personal page, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. same thing. And there's a lot of crossover. A lot of people are in all those groups. I mean, 60 pieces of engagement by the end of the day. Wow. 60 pieces of engagement. If I get less than 100 pieces of engagement on Facebook throughout the day, I consider that a failure. I get 100 pieces. I try to get 100 pieces before 8, 9 a.m. every morning now. Um, yeah. But that's just building that no, because now Facebook says, oh, Jamie Hyde, he's been putting in the work and, and he's been getting known. And every time he posts something now, I post the most innate, dumbest thing I could think of to post while I'm still laying in bed at 730 on Saturday morning. And I went, let's just see what happens. And by midnight, yeah. I screenshotted all five of them and I have 60 pieces of engagement. But, you know, I think what you just said, I, I think that's why people don't understand, because people is on social media, regardless of who it is, regardless of if you have. All, all your clients on your social media, on your friends list, right? Everybody goes to social media to get entertained and, and, and waste time and scroll through memes and, 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 and look at funny shit, right? So if you leverage that, like the memes, for example, right? Like, like I post a lot of real estate memes and I post a lot of uh, bearded memes for, for my new brand and all that stuff. Like people laugh at it and probably they're not paying attention that subconsciously I'm telling them like I do real estate in, in Dallas, motherfuckers. So you better to remember me next time you think about real estate because that's exactly what's going on through all these nonsense posts that you're saying, you know, that's exactly what's happening because you're making them laugh. They see a meme, they're wasting their time looking at shit that that's probably doesn't even make sense. But next time we're going to think about marketing, about mindset, they're going to remember you. They would think about beer products. I have a friend that want to buy a beer product for him. Like they're going to remember me or real estate in Dallas. They're going to remember me or my wife and all that kind of stuff. So it is, it is, it is the simple things, man. Like it is unbelievable. And people try to make that shit so complicated and try to look so professional. And so uh, like, Oh, I use all these fancy words in my content life, man. Nobody's on social media for that shit. Everybody's on social media to have fun. So use whatever you can to make people laugh and people will remember you. <laughs> you know, I learned this from Ryan too. Sometimes when I post and I, I'm, I'm not the greatest person with grammar. I, I know I, I admit it. It's terrible. I just didn't pay attention in English class. 
So sometimes I'll use Grammarly, but sometimes I'll look at something and I know it's blatantly wrong or I'll even misspell a word and I'll catch it and I leave it on purpose. Right. Yeah. I leave it because that one misspelled word might get that one grammar Nazi to come on and say, you misspelled this word or this word is incorrect. Well, anytime anybody leaves five comments or more or likes your post, it boosts it back up for more people to see it. And that's the thing is people don't understand is what does it take to get known? I don't get super controversial. I stay away from politics and all that stuff. It's just my preference. I know you wade into that once in a while, but um, it's just my, my <laughs> preference. Um, but every now and then I'll say something just, Cause I know it's going to push a button. Yeah. Just don't understand that you have to, you know, get outside of yourself and believe in yourself and not worry about what your friend from 20 years ago is going to say, like, whatever, like, I don't care. I got some, uh, some flack for posting pictures of beautiful women when I was in Dallas, you know, I posted <laughs> right. And I'm like, this, yeah. this, this friend former now she's, she's a friend, but I'm not in touch with her. Like I used to be, I knew her from years back. And she's like, what does your wife think of that? And your wife, should yeah if you were my husband i'd be outraged and i'm like my wife knows the game she knows that this is getting me known and this is helping us build a brand which ultimately the money's great the the being able to fly in a private jet someday is great but you and i both know it means nothing it's all about how many people can we help and this is just part of yeah. getting all right tell me about um the way of the modern beast and how it came about because man what you're doing is so much more than beard care. And I know with your Texas accent, I have to um, uh, clarify, you said beard and not beer because you're known for, for beer too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Craft beer lover. Um, but the way the modern beast, I already know, and you and I really haven't dug into this too deep, um, that it means so much more to you than just skincare, beard care, t-shirts, whatever. Let's talk about that a little bit. It does, man, you know, and it's funny that you said uh, you're the second person that says that I have a Texas accent now. I was like, I don't even have a Guatemalan accent anymore. Like, that's like, like people was like, dude, you sound like a Texan. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love Texas, man. I love this place. But, man, talking about the modern beast, I think that uh, if to get to how I come up with all this, man, I think I need to go back in, 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 in time, you know. And I think that's here's where I can actually talk about my past a little bit so people can understand also where I'm coming from because – you know, man, I, 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 it, compared to other people, most people that come to the U.S., right, from Latin countries, man, I didn't grow up, like, in a poor family and all that kind of stuff. My dad, he's successful. He built a company. Uh, he built a company to the point that he literally bought a house for one of each of his kids, and he had five kids, you know, and he literally gave that as a gift to us um, when I turned 18, actually. So, but, you know, man, being the only man in my house uh, – and my parents got divorced when I was like around eight years old. I think that, uh, first of all, that pushed my mom uh, to start to get on a mission to prevent his little boy to become as his, uh, as my dad, you know, because my dad, he's been an alcoholic. Um, not that he was an alcoholic, that he disappeared. He just drinks every single day. But I don't even know how in the fuck he still works until this day, man, and build this company, his company, like drinking almost every day. But uh, my mom, they didn't have a good marriage, you know, that there was domestic violence and all that kind of stuff that stopped after I was born. So I think my mom and her trauma, man, when they got divorced, uh, and I'm the only man, the only kid in the house, you know, I'm the, I only have sisters. I think she, her biggest concern for her was like, I don't want my, my, my son to be like his dad, you know, which I believe at some point that was a big mistake because regardless of what my dad did wrong, my daddy was a good dad. You know, he always fucking provided for us, even when he, find another woman, have another kid, like 
even them, like I know it's it's kind of like shitty what I'm gonna say, but even them are not the first in my dad's heart. It's us, you know. It's like he I have seen my dad t- t- say to his wife, listen, like they're my kids and they were first before you, you know. So leave me the fuck alone. So my dad is a good dad, man. But you know, I think being the only man. Uh, I was born in my family when he was co- becoming very successful in his company. So I was spoiled and I had everything I wanted, man. I went to private school, daddy paid for college, daddy paid, sent me to Costa Rica to try to finish college. So I, when I became an adult, man, I think that's where everything started affecting all the benefits I have growing up because I, I grew up pretty much not being responsible for my life, you know, because every single time I got into a trouble, daddy always will provide the money. Even if that man spending three hours every Friday at his office and him yelling at me for three hours, right? But he will still give me the money so I could get shit face, get drugs, go to the street club with my friends and do whatever stupid shit I wanted to do when I was younger, you know? So, you know, I mean, all that stuff started affecting me and my mom really uh, stopped me from doing a lot of stuff that I wanted to do as a boy. Um, you know, I always hear all this, all this bullshit that everybody listen when they're growing up, man. Like, oh, like men don't do this, men don't do that. Like, men are not violent. Men are not this. Men are not all that stuff. And I think that shit confused me a lot, man. And I remember when I was like 23 years old, I read this book called Wild at Heart, and uh, it started changing my life, man. I didn't. When I read that book, man, I, I came to understand a lot of stuff about my life, and I was like holy shit, I'm not being the man I was designed to be, you know? And I think that's where all the change in my life started happening because that's after I read that book, all that stuff in my heart started like, like a lot of stuff around my life start, started bothering me, you know? Because at the same time I read that book, I was engaged, I was living with a woman, I was trying to get on my own, but my parents never allowed me to develop myself, man. Like they always like, oh, you cannot do that. Go get a job. Like I was fuck with my dad like why in the fuck you asked me to go get a job man like you own a business why in the fuck you don't teach me to be a business owner grow a business or start a company or something we try but you know we are the same kind of person so we always fought like we and my dad we cannot do business together we always gonna fight no matter what but um i always try man i always try and i always try to develop myself and, and like always my parents and my sisters trying to get involved in all my shit so they got involved in that relationship and uh, we end up broken up. That's when I decided to go to Costa Rica. And uh, when I went to Costa Rica, that's when I, I tasted that freedom, man, of being away from my family. Because, okay, now I, now this is on me, you know, and it is time for me to be a man. You know, that was the first time in my life that I had to use the public, uh, uh, like the bus, like the public transportation in, in Costa Rica. That was the first time I had to depend on that shit, man, you know. Because never in my life I had those needs, but I was enjoying all that kind of stuff. And that keep awakening that that desire of like, I want to do something for myself. I want to build something for myself. But I was a freaking disaster, man. Like I, I, I party all the time and I do stupid shit all the time. But uh, that Costa didn't work. Rica to go buckle down. What was that? You originally picked Costa Rica to go buckle down and have more discipline. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was it just a friend of mine like, hey man, I'm going to Costa Rica. I want to come. Like, let's do, let's go finish college there. Like, fuck, let's do it. You know, and my dad always paid for everything. Which is, it was three sixty five. I was there for a year. It was three hundred sixty five days of partying and having fun. I did good at college. Don't get me wrong, because and that's where I discovered. I mean, I don't have all this pressure from my family telling me what the fuck to do. You know. So I was the best in the class. I promise you, man. Like, I was a great student and all that stuff. And and. And, and I think that was a problem for me always since I was growing up, man. Like my whole life, since I was a kid, I never liked what my, like, 
I think that's why I didn't do good in, in school because I never liked my teachers because they always like, you have to do this, you have to do that. Since if I was a little kid, man, I never liked that shit. So eventually went back chasing that ex-girlfriend or ex-fiance and didn't work out. I was miserable, man. I got to a point where I was like in rock bottom and that's what I, you know what, fuck this. I need to get the fuck out of here. And that's why I ended up buying one-way tickets to the US, man. I never looked back, you know, that fuck this. I need to burn the ships and that's it. We're living. And uh, that's how I end up here in the U.S., man. And seven years later, I'm here doing everything that I'm, that I'm doing right now. So when I first started with the Modern Beast, man, uh, in 2020, one of the things that happened to me is that I, that that need to becoming a, a, a stronger man, like development masculinity start coming out again. Everything that was happening when I was 23 years old, you know, when I read that book, everything just started coming back to me is like i have these desires to build this i have these desires to be strong and i have these desires to know that i can provide to my family that i can protect my family that i can do all this kind of stuff and then you go to social media and you'll see all these pussies telling you that you're a toxic masculine man and like you cannot develop your strength you 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 your masculinity is oppressive it's like like what in the fuck are you talking about you know and then when you go and start looking into uh deeper meaning of what it means to be a man, man, you understand that this is, this is, this is beyond the natural, you know, this is a supernatural problem that we have that is affecting our masculinity because the, the more you, the, the more you try to make men weak, the more problems we're going to have, you know, and it's sick of me, man. It makes me sad. And it, it makes me sick to see, go out there and see a man that when you look at the man, it's like, like, dude, what this guy is going to do is someone tries to fucking rape his girlfriend or something, because that's the reality. Or someone tries to broke into their house and steal something. How in the fuck are you going to defend this? You know, how in the fuck are you going to stand for yourself and build a business instead of looking there like, like, oh, miserable in the couch, dreaming about being a real man when you cannot do it because you're afraid of taking action and actually develop your masculinity because society is telling you that you do. You're going to be a piece of shit if you do. I don't like that, man. So all that stuff starts like coming back to me in 2020 and uh that's how i decided to join different things and groups for men and start doing crap my guy start doing all this stuff man because i needed that stuff i needed that i needed that community for men you know i was like like i need someone that i can go and talk to you know i need it because mass one of the things that i learned in that book is that a, a woman and especially a woman but anything else in this world cannot validate masculinity the only thing that can validate masculinity is another man you know and then the book explains you how there's a certain age that is critical where little boys start asking that question. Am I a man? And the problem is that most parents uh, for the past three decades, they haven't been able to answer that question to their kids, right? When that when little boys start asking that question, am I am I how what it takes? Am I a man? And those are the questions that I started um, asking myself a couple of years ago again, you know, like, am I, am I do I have what it takes? do i have what it takes to be a man do i have what it takes to be this and that and um it just started coming back to me man and it's like you know i really want to answer that questions to people you know i really want a man to be able to understand that just because you're an adult and just because your dad didn't answer that question to you when you were a little kid it doesn't mean that you don't have what it takes to be a strong man and provide to your family or become the man that you want to be you know and that don't necessarily means to means that you have to have a six pack and big arms and and all that stuff but at least you have to know how to provide and, and be faithful to your to your principles as a man you know so that's how everything started for me man and that's how i was like 
I need to do something, you know, I need to do something about this. And, 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 and I started just embracing more of my masculinity. And that's probably, you start seeing me a little bit more aggressive on social media. And I think that was actually took me to say, you know what? I don't care what people say about what, what I have to say. I don't care if someone tells me you're aggressive, man, or, or you're violent and all this stuff. That's my fucking nature, man. You know, I like that shit. When I go to crowd my guy and I get punched in the face, it's like hit harder, motherfucker, because that makes me stronger. You know, it's just a stupid example, but it, it, it is... It, it, it is just the evidence of who we are as men, you know? So um, eventually, man, like like Ryan says, you know, like you have this calling in your life and you just keep ignoring it, ignoring it, and it's just coming back to you. So a couple of months later, I was like, okay, thinking about this again and then forget it about it. And then I have a, a guy in Apex that he was looking for a rental home in uh, this year. And then we were talking about it. And then that's how the idea came up with, you know, like, dude, I wasn't thinking about having my beer oils, you know, like, I can create my own brand and, and it's just crazy how everything just start falling in place, man, you know? And then I was like, okay, you know what? Let's do this. The way of the modern beast, like beer oils and beer care and all that stuff. Well, when I was writing down the vision, man, that's when I realized that this cannot only be a beer product, you know, this has to be something that can help me, uh, men build their masculinity. You know, like I put in the hashtags and the shirts that I'm doing, I make masculinity great again because we need it, man. The world needs this. And I, when I joined the, the, the Mighty Men group at Elevate Life Church, that helped me understand that too, you know, because that's the type of community I needed. I needed a community where I, where I, where I was able to go and open my heart and, hey, guys, I'm dealing with this shit and I don't know what to do. I need help. You know, how you guys can help me. But something that is very powerful that happened to me actually last weekend, man, last Saturday was, and I realized that this is, this is the whole idea of what I'm doing is we were in groups for four or five people and then we start praying praying on each other like man praying on each other man and that was something one of the most powerful things that ever happened in my life and that's where I realized that this is what this is the point of this this is the goal of the of, of building modern beast you know like a lot of people are like what do I mean with a modern beast like yeah we men are beast but what it means to be a business of someone that you that you have strength you have courage you know how to control yourself you know how to you have self-mastery and self-care for yourself, right? But you also are that man that you're supposed to be. So that's pretty much what it is, man. That's that's pretty much the basic concept of all this and, and really help men out there. And, you know, it's something that has been accepted not only for men, but uh, you know that there's a problem not only when you have th almost 300 people joining you in the first 45 days, you start a community for men on Facebook, but when you, most of the women in your group start reaching out to you and say, we need this. Can I, can I, can I invite my kids to join your group? Fuck yeah, you can, because that's the ones that they needed the most, you know, the younger generation that are, that they don't know. I don't know who was saying this, but you know, you and me, we know how things were before, right? But these people, 15, 18, 20 years old, they don't understand shit because they're being in this capsule that they've been telling the same bullshit, you know, that we live in a hateful uh, country like a, ra a racist country, a, a divisive country and all this shit that people, that the media and, even the school system is putting in these guys' people's mind of like, you cannot be a strong boy. You know, you have to apologize if you're strong and all that kind of stuff. So that's what it is, man. I'm free. I'm, I'm passionate about this, you know, and I'm excited about this. Brother, it's, it's so needed. And, and I was reminiscing in my mind there in the last few seconds about, you know, I was raised by a single mom and, and she, she had her own issues coming out of being adopted stuff. And, she always raised me to walk away and not fight, but it, it came out of her own fear of me getting hurt. 
not yeah. realizing that if she had taught me to or let me learn to fight, I would have got hurt a lot less. Yeah. Right. Um, but I went on to discover wrestling when I was 12. So I actually wrestled sixth grade, eighth grade and all the way through high school. Um, I had a buddy that was taking taking boxing lessons when I was like in seventh grade. And it was it was private one on one with the instructor who was a Golden Gloves champion in the state of Michigan. So it was an adult practicing or sparring with a 12 year old. And so he needed somebody to spar with his size. So he invited me. I got to go to boxing lessons, not pay for them um, because he needed a sparring partner. and His dad was paying. So I got to learn how to box there. And, and through that, I guess maybe it was just God stepping in or whatever. So I got to learn to defend myself for wrestling and boxing and that kind of stuff. And that was like the number one thing when I had my son, who's going to be 24 in a couple months, was that I always raised him from we roughhouse from when he was little, always wrestling, playing like like even roughhouse, like when he was, you know, nine, 10 months old, I'd wrap him up like a cocoon and I just barrel roll across the living room with him and, you know, protect the roll over top with, with my arms on the carpet. He would just be laughing and giggling and slapping me and playing and we always roughhoused. And then I taught him to box and I taught him to throw out punches and, and how to wrestle and take down people. And I raised him, you know, like I used to tell him, there's going to come a time. Someone's going to bully you. Someone's going to pick on you. And you have my full permission to tell them once to stop. And then the yeah. second time, do what you got to do to stop them. And, um, and if you get, well, if I get in trouble, I go, if you get in trouble, I'm going to be standing right there. You don't worry about it. I am going to be there with you. And I got you, I got you hundred percent. And he only had to stand up a handful of times or less. And he never, he never really got bullied beyond that because he showed kids right away that he wasn't afraid to fight back if necessary. And, and I think that that's, what's missing in today's society. Now, unfortunately the world's getting a little scarier where, where these, these wusses is my best word for them. They go right to a gun or a knife or, or something. Cause they're just cowards now. So they got to go that extreme instead of just handling things man to man and talking it out. Or, I mean, when you and I were kids, getting a little fist fight and then your buddies the next day. Yeah. But you know, one of the things that happened to me, man, that now I understand more than I've been discovering more about my masculinity. Uh, I used to do karate when I was a, a kid and, um, Right, right when my parents got divorced, my mom uh, decided to cancel all the karate stuff because there was a time in school, I think it was, I don't remember, I was in elementary school, but uh, I kicked like four or five kids' ass that day, you know, but I did it not because I wanted to fight with them. I was just defending myself, you know, and then my mom and everybody, my teachers and everybody started taking that, oh, this is a violent guy, you know. But, you know, man, I think now that I see it from a different perspective, that actually hurted me more than if the, my mom would allow me to be in karate, you know, because we need that contact, you know, like, like uh, John Enrich says in his book, like a boy needs to know that he's dangerous. A man needs to know that he's dangerous. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to use violence to hurt other people, because the fact that you, that God gave us that strength to be stronger than a woman, right? Or, 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 the, or that ability or that instinct of violence is not to hurt people. It's actually to protect others, you know? So it's necessary. Like Sean Willen says, I give violence a chance, right? Because it is important that we have this type of violence in our lives too, you know? Like people see that violence is a bad stuff, but man, now that I've been doing back in, in, in combat sports and all that stuff, like my mind has changed a lot and, 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 and my my instinct, you know, is being like calming down, you know, to realize that, dude, I'm becoming a dangerous person. I'm learning how to fucking kill somebody with my hands, but it's teaching me also how to control myself because I know that this is something that I only going to have to use if 
my life is in danger, is my family is in danger, but I have to be able to provide that protection. You know, like people think I provide it as a man is like, oh yeah, here's the money. No, man, you have to provide protection. And you have to provide all the stuff to our families and those around us, you know? So, um, and that's what's happening too right now. You know, like when you see kids, like, like he says in his book too, like you give, give, give a fucking kid a, a, a stick, right? That shit immediately becomes a sword, becomes a gun. And you, you don't have to teach a kid these kind of things, you know, because it's embedded in who they are as kids, as, as, as boys, you know? So what we're doing with society is trying to suppress all this shit. And then you, you wonder why we have these kids growing up being crazy and doing stupid shit in school, right? Or having so many issues, so, so many mindset problems and all that stuff. So, so many dysfunction is because you're fucking taking away what makes them a boy, you know? And the same thing happening with women, you know? I think the underlying word here is confidence too, right? Because you, because when you learn how to defend yourself, we, we have a, I have a friend who's, uh, and maybe it's got something to do with my size, of course, or maybe it's the fact that I was a police officer for 12 years, but I have a buddy that's a little bit smaller in statute, you know, he's not a very tall guy and he's not a very big guy. And, and I know he carries, he, I happen to know he carries a gun and I talk to him about once a month and I swear three out of five times I talk to him. Man, I was in the store. This guy started messing with me for no reason. This guy came up to me at a stoplight to start screaming at me, dude. I, bro, I don't know where he came from. And I'm like, bro, that shit never happens to me. Like, I don't know if it's how I carry myself or my size or he's a little guy, but but he carries himself as, as kind of a little nervous and kind of full of anxiety. And I think when you walk like that, you can, people pick up on that and then. It's just natural. People want to try to victimize you. He's like, oh, bro, man, I swear to God, I almost had to put my gun on this guy in the store the other day. And I'm like, when I stopped being a police officer, I sold all my guns. Like, I don't have a weapon today. I might go back to carrying uh, because I was uh, talking to somebody yesterday about maybe uh, joining the security team at church, this new church we just found. So I might go back to carrying for that purpose. But I um, like, I don't feel the need. Like, I, I carry myself with confidence. I'm not you know, I've been not only having learned to box and wrestle, but then I was a police officer for 12 years where you certainly learn how to defend yourself there. Um, we didn't, you know, at the end of my career, they brought in stun guns. And so I left 2001 and pepper spray had been around for a little bit. But for the first seven, eight years of my career, we didn't have none of that. We, we had hands and, and a nightstick and nobody used their nightstick very often because if you used a nightstick, you had to do another piece of paperwork. So you don't want to take your nightstick <laughs> out. You want to do more paperwork. So you just yeah. take it down and do what you got to do. And you can't walk around being afraid all the time, you know, and, and yeah. I think that's what that, that stuff. So what's the, um, we're going to wrap this up. I don't want to take too much of your time and, and I do appreciate you being here, but what's the one message through the way of the modern beast that you want to get out there? What's the, What's the pin, if you could, the pinnacle of it for me? Make masculinity great again. <laughs> That's pretty much the main message, man, because if we decide to build our masculinity, I think a lot of change, a lot of things can, can change in this world, you know? Like, not only bring confidence uh, among us men, but also bring confidence within women, you know? Because women need that too, you know? A lot, it's not, I'm not saying that women are dependent on men, you know, but we are designed to build each other up, right? But I think everything started by us being the man that we're supposed to be. So that's the main thing, man. Like, like really build men uh, what I call a modern beast. And what I call, for me, a modern beast is that man that can carry himself, you know, like can, can carry himself in a way that people respect him, can walk with confidence, like you said, you know, can take care of himself physically and emotionally and mentally, and can be that person that others look up to and say, okay, this is actually someone that I can 
follow because he's setting up the example of what it means to be a man. So that's the whole freaking point behind this. Awesome, brother. I appreciate it. No final words needed. Tell folks how they can find you. Absolutely, man. Easy. Just go to Pedro online, And that's pretty much uh, my like a small website, you find all my links there to my social media, to uh, the Way of the Modern Beast um, uh, store. If you want to check out the beer oils or uh, the swag and all that stuff that I'm selling. And you also have a link there to my real estate. And you pretty much find everything in one place. So it's Pedro Meneses, that online. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much where it is. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. This gets dropped on the Facebook business page, Vision Quest for Success the uh, YouTube channel. And I think we're on uh, Stitcher now. So it's all, uh, it all goes in the, uh, all goes in the show notes. So I appreciate you so much. This is coming out the Tuesday after, but we're actually filming this a couple of days. Um, I'm coming out there to see you. Um, I'll be there in a little over 48 hours. I think my plane leaves like in about 48 hours from now. So um, nice. be out there for a couple of days with you. And I'm looking forward to hanging out um, in Dallas once again, which is uh Fast becoming my second home. Let's see, as December or February last month, <laughs> my fourth visit since December, and we're we're the halfway through May. So, I think uh, what we talked about back in February was uh, eventually I'm gonna have to buy a townhouse out there just so I have a place to stay, and then have you and Kayla manage it and, and Airbnb it for me when I'm not there. Hell yeah, man! I mean, we're down. <laughs> you know, we're always down for whatever business we can do. But thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it, brother. I appreciate you. We're going to stop by here. Y'all have a very uh, blessed week. Thanks for hanging in there with us and uh, set your vision and keep stepping, uh, stepping towards it and uh, chase your success. Y'all have a blessed one. If you really want it, better go and get it. another love. You better go and get it if you really want it. another love. If you really want it, better go and get it. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Vision Quest for Success Mindset Plus Marketing Podcast. Do me a favor and like, share, and comment. I hope you all have a very blessed day.